Welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Never Bands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection and any possible future injections, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and merchandise for you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm also reading from the Founders Bible. It is a New American Standard Bible that includes historical documents from the Founders era. You can find one for your home today at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan. You can download and print a copy today if you'd like at www.5daybiblereading.com. Today is day 130, and if you are just here for the first time, welcome to the podcast. This is a place where you can read the Bible in a year or just read the Bible anytime. So the point of this whole thing is just to get into the habit of getting into God's Word as often as we can, uh, but you don't have to wait until January 1st to, to do so. So if you've been here since the beginning, please continue to share this with people, even if, you know, it's already almost July, it doesn't matter. Just continue to have courage and just tell people about it because the most important thing is that if they come and do one episode, they've at least um, ignited something within them. So you can absolutely, this is your first one, you can continue from here and then pick up on the all episodes before this one, or you can just stop this episode and go to day one and let today be your day one in reading the Bible in a year. Either way, I am just so glad that you're here. So today we are going to be reading 1 Kings 9, 2 Chronicles 8, and 1 Timothy 5. 1 Kings chapter 9, God's promise and warning. Now it came about when Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that Solomon desired to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time as he appeared to him at Gibeon. The Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your supplication, which you have made before me. I have consecrated this house, which you have built by putting my name there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. As for you, if you, walk, if you will walk before me as your father David walked, in integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that I have commanded, you and will keep my statutes and my ordinances." that I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever, just as I promised to your father David, saying, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. But if you and your sons indeed turn away from following me, and do not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land which I have given them, 
and the house which I have consecrated for my name, I will cast out of my sight. So Israel will become a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And this house will become a heap of ruins. Everyone who passes by will be astonished and hiss and say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? And they will say, Because they forsook the Lord their God, who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and adopted other gods, and worshipped them, and served them. Therefore the Lord has brought all this adversity on them. Cities given to Hiram. It it came about at the end of twenty years in which Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house. Hiram, a king of Tyre, had supplied Solomon with cedar and cypress timber and gold according to all his desire. Then King Solomon gave Hiram twenty cities in the land of Galilee. So Hiram came out of Tyre to see the cities which Solomon had given him, and they did not please him. He said, What are these cities which you have given me, my brother? So they were called the land of Kabul to this day. And Hiram sent to the king 120 talents of gold. Now this is the account of the forced labor which King Solomon levied to build the house of the Lord, his own house, the the Milo, the wall of Israel, Hazor, Megiddo, and Gezer. For Pharaoh king of Egypt had gone up and captured Gezer, and burned it with fire, and killed the Canaanites, who lived in the city, and had given it as a dowry to his daughter, Solomon's wife. So Solomon rebuilt Gezer and the lower Bethhoron, and Balath and Tamar in the wilderness in the land of Judah. And all the storage cities which Solomon had, even the cities for his chariots, and the cities for his horsemen, and all that It pleased Solomon to build in Jerusalem, in Lebanon, and in all the land under his rule. As for all the people who were left left of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, who were not of the sons of Israel, their descendants who were left after them in the land whom the sons of Israel were unable to destroy utterly, from them Solomon levied forced laborers even to this day. But Solomon did not make slaves of the sons of Israel, for they were men of war, his servants, his princes, his captains, his chariot commanders, and his horsemen. These were the chief officers who were over Solomon's work, 550 who ruled over the people doing the work. As soon as Pharaoh's daughter came up from the city of David to her house, which Solomon had built for her, then he built the millow. Now, three times in a year, Solomon offered burnt offerings and peace offerings on the altar, which he built to the Lord, burning incense with them on the altar, which was before the Lord. So he finished the house. King Solomon also built a fleet of ships in Ezion-Geber, which is near Eloth, on the shore of the Red Sea and the land of Edom. And Hiram sent his servants with the fleet, sailors who knew the sea, along with the servants of Solomon. They went to Ophir and took 420 talents of gold from there and brought it to King Solomon. Second Chronicles chapter 8, Solomon's Activities and Accomplishments Now it came about at the end of 20 years in which Solomon had built the house of the Lord and his own house that he built the cities which Hiram had given to him and settled the sons of Israel there. Then Solomon went to Hamath Zobah and captured it. 
He built Tadmor in the wilderness and all the storage cities which he had built in Hamath. He also built Upper Bethhoron and Lower Bethhoron, fortified cities with walls, gates, and bars, and Balath, and all the storage cities that Solomon had, and all the cities for his chariots and cities for his horsemen, and all that it pleased Solomon to build in Jerusalem, in Lebanon, and in all the land under his rule. All of the people who were left of the Hittites, the Amorites, the Parasites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, who were not of Israel, namely from their descendants, who were left after them in the land, whom the sons of Israel had not destroyed, them Solomon raised as forced laborers to this day. But Solomon did not make slaves for for his work from the sons of Israel. They were men of war, his chief captains and commanders of his chariots and his horsemen. These were the chief officers of King Solomon, 250 who ruled over the people. Then Solomon brought Pharaoh's daughter up from the city of David to the house which he had built for her, for he said, My wife shall not dwell in the house of David, king of Israel, because the places are holy where the ark of the Lord has entered. Then Solomon offered burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar of the Lord, which he had built before the porch, and did so according to the daily rule, offering them up according to the commandment of Moses for the Sabbaths, the new moons, and the three annual feasts, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Booths. Now, according to the ordinance of his father David, he appointed the divisions of the priests for their service and the Levites for their duties of praise and ministering before the priests according to their daily rule, and the gatekeepers by their divisions at every gate. For David, the man of God, had so commanded, and they did not depart from the commandment of the king of the to the priests and Levites in any manner, or concerning the storehouses. Thus all the work of Solomon was carried out from the day of the foundation of the house of the Lord, and until it was finished, so the house of the Lord was completed. Then Solomon went to Ezion-Geber and to Eloth on the seashore in the land of Edom, and Huram by his servants sent him ships and servants who knew the sea, And they went with Solomon's servants to Ophir and took from there 450 talents of gold and brought them to King Solomon. First Timothy chapter five, honor widows. Do not sharply rebuke an older man, but rather appeal to him as a father to the younger men as brothers. The older women as mothers and the younger women as sisters in all purity. Honor widows who are, a, who are widows indeed. But if any widow has children or grandchildren, they must first learn to practice piety in regard to their own family and to make some return to their parents, for this is acceptable in the sight of God. Now, she who is a widow indeed and who has been left alone has fixed her hope on God and continues in ent- in entreaties and prayers night and day. But she who gives herself to wanton pleasure is dead even while she lives. Prescribe these things as well so that they may be above reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. A widow is to be put on the list only if she is not less than 60 years old, having been the wife of one man, having a reputation for good works and temptation and a snare 
second. I think I might have skipped a page. I did. I'll start that sentence over. A widow is to be put on the list only if she is not less than 60 years old, having been the wife of one man, having a reputation for good works, and if she has brought up children, if she has shown hospitality to strangers, if she has washed the saints' feet, if she has assisted those in distress, and if she has devoted herself to every good work, but refuse to put younger widows on the list for when they feel sensual desires in disregard of Christ, they want to get married, thus incurring condemnation because they have set aside their previous pledge. At the same time, they also learn to be idle as they go around from house to house and not merely idle, but also gossips and busybodies talking about things not proper to mention. Therefore, I want younger widows to get married, bear children, keep house, and give the enemy no occasion for reproach, for the same have already turned aside to follow Satan. If any woman who is a believer has dependent widows, she must assist them and the church must not be burdened, so that it may assist those who are widows indeed. Concerning Elders The elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle the ox while he is threshing, and the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not receive an accusation against an elder, except on the basis of two or three witnesses. Those who continue in sin rebuke in the presence of all, so that the rest also will be fearful of sinning. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and of his chosen angels to maintain these principles without bias, doing nothing in a spirit of partiality. Do not lay hands upon anyone too hastily and thereby share responsibility for the sins of others. Keep yourself free from sin. No longer drink water exclusively, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. The sins of some men are quite evident going before them to judgment, for others their sins follow after. Likewise also, deeds that are good are quite evident, and those which are otherwise cannot be concealed. And those are our readings for today. So we got to read about um, the same the same thing in First Kings and Second Chronicles, um, and let's see, Second Chronicles, I believe, was written after First Kings, and um, just wanted to double check this just for reference sake, and I think I've mentioned this already once before, um, but I want to go back and reference it if you don't mind. So, okay, so 1 Kings was written between 560, you know, probably speculation, 560 and 538 B.C., and the author is unknown, possibly Jeremiah or a group of prophets, and then Second Chronicles uh, is speculated to have been written between 425 and 400, and it's attributed to Ezra, so different authors, and um, I heard on a commentary or maybe a few different ones, just talking about the gospel and the you know the accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and how um, you know some things are 
are different. Uh, some things are the same and some things are different. And um, it it makes it, you know, it doesn't make it less valuable or that it's not true, but what it does is it, um, it declares, you know, that this is their own individual account and um, it, I'm trying to think, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't have brought this up now at this point because I don't remember exactly what they said, <laughs> but it definitely validated um, the reasoning behind it and um, just how, um, gosh, I'm sorry, now I feel terrible, but I'm going to go ahead and post this uh, <laughs> this podcast, I'm not going to redo it, there's no redos here. Um, but it just, um, makes it so that they're not like, oh, make sure you say this or make sure you say that. And let's make sure that we say exactly the same thing. It was just kind of, no, like this is what I saw happened. And, um, and it, it actually is a good thing, not necessarily, um, making it less potent. So, yeah, there's there's what I've got on this today. I don't know if that made any sense, and I apologize, but hey, um, <laughs> maybe I'll receive some questions or something about what I said, and I don't even know if I can answer it accurate, accurately, to be honest. That's our humanness. We must laugh, right? Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for reminders like today that we we don't know everything. Even when we read and we listen to other people teaching, sometimes we actually forget what they say. And it's a, it's a great reminder because we read two of the same stories today and have been reading the same things out of 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles by two different authors. And as I can um, show today and be that example here, we need to hear things more than once before we fully understand it. <laughs> and we need to laugh at ourselves, right? So thank you for moments like these for us to pause and admit, hey, we don't know it all. And we need you, Lord, to help us and guide us, especially in those times where we don't know everything. Thank you for being that source, the source for us uh, to gain wisdom and understanding and to um, practice humility. Thank you, Lord, for that. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. <laughs> I'm still laughing over here. Hopefully you got some laughs as well. You know, that's what we need sometimes. Awkward podcast conversations. Yeah. Please continue to share this with people. Lead them here. 
Let's be encouraged. Let's be messengers of encouragement together. That's what we were asked to do. Let's share the goodness of the Lord. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.